0: 90% of all scientists that have ever been alive are alive today. That's a lot of information, but don't panic. It's not an exact science.
1: Hey, Shannon, how are you?
0: Doing pretty well. Packing my bags. You know, it's that time of year.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> you go somewhere pretty much all the time, but where are you going this
0: time? Okay, that is true. It's really weird. A work trip coincided perfectly with a personal trip so that's very strange um i'm going to go to an nsf workshop on heavy mineral separation at the university of iowa okay don't ask me anything else i'm going because i have no idea what it's about
1: (laughs) in in the the words of marty mcfly that sounds heavy
0: (laughs) oh in the words of every dad everywhere right um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so i'm sure we're gonna have a show about it because i think it's gonna be super exciting has to do with figuring out provenance of sediments and all that jazz but it happens to exactly coincide with going to my in-laws place because that's where we go and they live you know five blocks away from the University of iowa so there you go yeah serendipitous huh Uh,
1: hopefully we'll be able to record you know live from iowa
0: Ooh, i mean that's always scary but we'll see <laughs> the internet up there you know
1: right there's not even barbed wire up there for it to go over just corn
0: exactly oh
1: and all the emails from listeners I'm, in yeah, iowa coming in right all now
0: four of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what are you up to
1: uh we're we're crazy. This is you know I've said before it's kind of when we normally slow down and we're not and uh, we're really not which is great, but it's been busy. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we're doing our second like public event selling science kits. Oh, that's fun! In a week, that's neat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And get a lot of this so. Uh, a friend that also does some sales at events like this said one day of his booth he just had his stuff and then the next day he decided i want to bring my 3d printer and just set it up on the table and have it going and the number of people that stopped dramatically rose <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which to me is a surprise
1: yeah. because for me 3d printer is like that thing I clicked oh, right. print on.
0: Yeah, a regular printer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, nope. That is not, not true still.
1: You know, I didn't think they were as much of a novelty as they were. But, so I went on Amazon. I was like, I'm not going to take our expensive printer that's running all the time
0: mm-hmm.
1: to an event like this.
0: Mm-hmm. So I went
1: on Amazon. And I was like, I'm going to buy a super cheap 3D printer. Just something that will... If nothing else, make noise and look cool. <laughs> I found one. It's a Delta-style printer, which means it doesn't move in X, Y, and Z. It's got oh. three arms that hold the print head, and each of the arms can only move up and down, so it moves kind of like a Inch. tripod.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: They're really mesmerizing to watch. Mhm. It has a four-inch circular print volume. So not huge. It has a handle on top. Like, it is meant to (laughs) unplug, grab this handle, and take it somewhere. (laughs) That's cool. Delivered. Second day air.
0: $80. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What?
1: That's why I was like, how does everybody not have one of these sitting in their house?
0: Wow.
1: Now, is it a good 3D printer? No. Thanks. Like, it, I will give it the credit of the first test print I did on it was successful,
0: Mm-mm. which is more than
1: I can say for other 3D printers I've had. Yeah. Um, like, it's not built really well. The print quality is very meh. But for $80, you can own a 3D printer and it works is amazing. Yeah. No, you're
0: kidding that's exciting
1: and Hmm. you know this is as so our original 3d printer oh gosh i bought it in 2012 13 somewhere in there so it's it's coming Uh up on 10 years old and
0: is that the one you made the hailstone with yeah we are being real excited about that right yeah (laughs) it was so cool
1: and uh we replaced it with a printer that is far more capable and way fancier and cost about the same. Actually, a little less. Uh, because, I mean, yeah, it was still working. But we weren't at the cutting edge anymore. You know, people, mm-hmm. people in their basements were making prints that looked nicer than ours. Right. Uh, so it was time to buy a new printer, which was weird because there wasn't anything wrong with that one.
0: Yeah, I've been having this feeling too.
1: Yeah, so you actually (laughs) sent me an email about this, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, we just went through
0: this. (laughs) That was lovely, yeah. Um, Yeah, man. So I wanted to talk to somebody who knows more about electronics than me, because I know this is like a frustration of a lot of people, but I'm at this point – with some of my things, too. Not my 3D printer, but my, you know, much less fancy. But it wasn't at the time. So, okay.
1: okay lay down <sighs> on the couch. Let me get my notepad.
0: <laughs> okay, good. That's, that's what I need from this. <laughs> I was just going to call you to complain about this. And I was like, you know what? Maybe need, people need to also hear this, too. <laughs> so, when I got my big girl job and I started... You know I have startup and all this jazz, and plus I run field camp. So I was like, I'm going to buy the best GPS I can buy. This is something I need. I need it for. I need it for research. I need it for camp. I'm gonna buy the best GPS. So I, of course, went to the Garmin's Garmin's website, and I bought the Garmin Montara. Okay. Have you heard of it? No, you haven't. <laughs> No. Because the Garmin Monterra was made for two years, and in 2013 cost $1,100. Woo. Uh Uh-huh. The Monterra, not the Montana. The Montana's been around a long time. Montera, no. (laughs) So, yeah, it was made for two years. It runs on an Android operating system. Okay. So I can surf the net. I can watch YouTube. (laughs) I could do all this stuff. The coolest thing I thought about it is probably the cheapest thing on earth, which is I can plug headphones into it and listen to the weather radio. That was the, <laughs> That's what sealed the deal for me. I'm psychotic. Having the weather radio on in the background is like my soothing thing. Like I despise television and I hate having it on in the background, but I could listen to that robotic voice all day, every day. Yep. So it's this super heavy. It's so heavy. It's got to be a pound and a half or something. It's a brick, literally. (laughs) Okay. I have long since lost the rechargeable battery charger for it, so I have to feed it a constant diet of double A's. (laughs) Um, (laughs) A very healthy diet, I'm guessing. (laughs) Exactly. Only the best. All those lithium ones, right? Um, And it's like... I probably never learned to use it to its fullest extent.
1: (laughs) So I'm looking at it has an 8-megapixel camera.
0: (laughs) I know. (laughs) And the camera was my favorite part about it, right? Because, you know, you've got your notebook. But what was so cool is I could just take a picture of, like, the site, and I could annotate it right there, which in 20 – I know it sounds so – Dumb, but in 2014, phones didn't necessarily do that as well, right? And so I've got this one thing that does it, and that was great. So it's a little camera box is full of 8,000 PMAG holes, right? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and I thought, do I just need to get a new one? It still works. Right, and so it's got. I bought all the micro SD topo maps to go with it. It was like seven discs worth because I bought the 000, or, sorry, <laughs> no, <laughs> one to one hundred thousand dollar <laughs> or sorry, no one to one hundred thousand ratioed um topo maps like for the whole, whole US, right? And then for each region, I bought you know the one to 24,000 topo maps for it each of those cost a hundred bucks and it's like those are on micro sds that are four gig and two of them are corrupted like i can't put them into my computer anymore (laughs) it just says corrupted i don't know (sighs) so this thing works and i spent 1100 dollars on it Mm -hmm. but i think i need a new one right
1: (laughs) it's it's time to let go
0: so, how do, this is specifically what my email to John said, which was, like, how do I let go of that guilt of this thing that works, but it's no longer serving me anymore? I mean, and it does, though. It does what I need it to do. It gives me a GPS. It is impossible. It literally pulls my pants down with my belt because it's so heavy in my back. <laughs> Look. <laughs> it's huge, and I can do better with way less, and the graphics on the new GPSs are just to die for, right?
1: I would say part of it is, yeah, you you experience a new piece of equipment, and you go, oh, this is so much better, and you forget all about that one as it you know languishes in a drawer for 20 years.
0: Yeah, but I feel bad about that. I feel bad about it in like a like, sustainability way. I feel bad about it in a, I don't know, miserly Midwestern way. <laughs> I'm like, if it ain't broke.
1: No, I, I totally get it. And every time I order, like, well, when I ordered this little printer to do demos, I was like, I'm literally ordering a printer just to show people. I have two other printers now. Like, this is rampant consumerism
0: yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. like
1: shame on me you know using resources of the earth to use a thing that i'm gonna print like little plastic rubber duckies with that if nobody takes them i'll throw them away when i leave
0: yep mm-hmm. that's exactly how i feel yep mm-hmm. <sighs> i don't know what to do about it man I mean... Just buy the, buy the new one and recycle it, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you
1: know, tech cycling is a thing. where um, people extract oh, the precious metals out of it. That's good. And
0: I take, I take all my stuff to Best Buy, and I'm like, you know what? I don't know if this is getting recycled or not, but they tell me it is, so okay. Yep, you tried. <laughs> okay. um, yep, exactly. Like, I don't know any better place to do that with for that... But it's like, okay, it works. Like, it does what I need it to do. Where is the threshold of, okay, but the new thing, you know, what's the threshold of what can the new thing do that much better? I know there are people who always are getting, you know, the next phone no matter what.
1: Yep, the early adopters.
0: yeah, and I feel like, I mean, this Montera early adoption really hosed me, right? <laughs> because no one liked it, and I guarantee you it's just because it's a brick. It's super heavy, and it does amazing stuff, though. Um, and I have certainly used the crap out of that weather radio <laughs> option. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually come in handy, because a lot of times radar doesn't work so well where I'm at, so there you go. But, I mean most of the stuff it does it my phone does now and that wasn't true before and now i've got this tablet that i'm trying to use more in the field and so the stuff that it doesn't do the tablet does which almost leads me to say do i even need a gps at all
1: so that was gonna be my argument is you already have a gps and it's called an iphone
0: (laughs) Uh, well i don't have an iphone excuse you sir uh, okay a phone. Yeah, and I thought, well, there's no way it's that good. But it probably is, actually.
1: <laughs> well, and if you have cell signal, wherever you are, it's better.
0: It's better, yep. Because That's it augments.
1: It gets real-time correction.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: my cell phone <sighs> stuns me with its GPS-corrected positions.
0: See, we, we just did this when we went out to Uniweep. This was actually a very fun um, <laughs> this is a very fun exercise that we did and once it's calculated out I will share it because we were interested in elevations and like I contacted some of my quaternary geology friends because quaternary geologists are the guys if you want to talk about GPSs for exacting elevations it's right. these these group of scientists because they're the ones who need to know Is this slope over this 10 miles 1 degree or 0.8 degrees? Because they're interested in, like, what the drainage is today. So that is a very important differentiation. So you're talking, like, you know, centimeters, really. And so they need to know. But those GPSs were $6,000. And I didn't think I needed to know my elevations (laughs) for $6,000. And so we thought, yeah. (laughs) And so we're like, Okay. I mean, we're trying to look at drainages from 300 million years ago. So there you go. But we're in this canyon that does not have cell service generally. But we're going to do this. And so we took my Montera, and then we took GPS app that we found through um, that actually people with the Continental Scientific Drilling facility use so we're like all right that's probably good that's what they use to cite stuff and then i used my garmin watch because it also has a gps receiver in it
1: garmin fangirl over here
0: oh a hundred percent and they're in tulsa you better believe i yeah i love garmin (laughs) um so it was really interesting to see the differences in those readings all the way and like the the watch was wretched and at one point was a thousand meters different <laughs> Ooh,
1: yeah that's pretty bad
0: yeah yeah i was like oh my gosh i'm sure i could have moved like 10 feet over and it would have been better but you know um and so we're in a canyon right so gps isn't always the best in that situation either this is really interesting uh yeah really interesting little experiment and we'll see how it plots out in the future but i got to thinking yeah you know maybe i just don't even need this guy at all
1: i mean that solo locator app that you told me about when we did that show uh-huh. i
0: mm-hmm. use that
1: for everything
0: yeah <laughs> everyone i tell about is like this is the best app i've ever had
1: i use that if i am driving down the road and i see something and i'm like i need to remember this is here i take a picture of it with solo locator.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that was incredibly accurate. I have 10 years worth of manually taken strike and dip data, and then you compare it to that solo locator, and it's like it's right in the wheelhouse of the averages. Yeah. So that works. Why would I not trust it for elevation or for anything else?
1: I mean, elevation's hard to get without differential, but I don't think it's going to yes. be any worse than a handheld GPS. that's not differential anyway.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You got to buy that six thousand dollar, you know, Elf to get that kind of that kind of accuracy.
1: Well, I mean, because think about it this way: your phone's a thousand dollar GPS. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to spend a thousand dollars on a handheld GPS?
0: Yeah. Obviously, I already did. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> <laughs> but I certainly want that Samsung phone that folds out into a massive screen, so there we go.
1: I mean, <laughs> now, I do think there's something to be said for having a backup source of navigation.
0: Yes, and and maybe that's where the Montero lives now. Maybe I don't, like, recycle it. Maybe I keep it, because it's still valid, right? Like, it still has... It's still being supported right actually because i have the garmin you know app that updates things and it just a little notification just came up last week saying that there was an update so it's like they're still supporting it okay well it feels like this has been answered it feels like you already answered it i mean i i don't need one i need that new phone
1: (laughs) well or like okay let's say i'm looking right now on amazon You can get a rugged handheld GPS water-resistant navigator with color screen and map package from Garmin. Brand new Amazon Prime for $176.
0: Oh, my gosh. All right. Like,
1: if you need a backup source of navigation, there you go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if I don't want to carry around that big one. Yep. That's exactly right. Oh, oh, here's a but here's a like,
1: refurbished one for 159
0: There you go. And it's like, I'm carrying around the Samsung tablet, which is pretty big. It's not as heavy as that Montera. <laughs> and I'm trying to do, like, pictures and notes on that in the field. And so why wouldn't I just use my Gaia GPS app?
1: Yeah. Or augment the capability, spend a little more you spend 350 you can get the in reach mini too
0: yeah Mm -hmm. which
1: that has satellite communications and an sos yeah
0: so we already have an in reach in the department so
1: so there's your backup source navigation
0: Mm -hmm. okay thanks doctor
1: (laughs) now i mean i think at least for me (laughs) like when do you replace something is well if it's something for the business, it's when we can make a better product or make a more profit on a product by upgrading the equipment. Yeah. Like in this case for the printer, it was I want to print in plastics that are stronger. Like I want to print polycarbonate parts. And our old printer couldn't do that. It didn't get hot enough. And these new ones do. It's like, okay, it's adding capability. So that's one criteria.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Reliability, which could include support, is one. So okay, your Montera is still supported, but you can't get your topo maps to work. Yeah. So it's impacting your productivity, and like if it's a professional yeah. tool, you use this for your job. Like you need you need something good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This isn't like a hobby thing, where you can get by with stuff that just works because it's a hobby. It's for fun
0: yeah Mm -hmm. but like you my hobbies are my job too so (laughs) well
1: that's that's why we always get the cool tools
0: that's true That's true
1: so Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) yeah notching another one up for this awesome samsung phone
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i just don't i don't advocate you know going for the first because it's new. Um, yeah. But I do advocate when it gets to the point where you're like, this could significantly impact my accuracy, my productivity, my whatever. To me, that at that point, it's worth it. If something lets me do my job faster so I can come home and spend more time with my family. like They say you can't put a price on that, but you can. It's whatever the new piece of yeah. equipment costs.
0: So that's interesting because that takes away the whole, like, does it work? I mean, yeah, it still works. And I think it's easy to answer when you're like, well, this thing works a thousand times better. But you're right. Like, even if it's an incremental increase in productivity. I mean, in this case, it's like an incremental, an incremental decrease in the amount of junk that I'm carrying around, right? Because yep. if you have too much, you're not going to be able to use any of it correctly because you're just messing with it all. Yeah. So that's, um, oh, man, that's a, that's a really good point. I remember we interviewed someone, and this was like five years ago, who said they hadn't taken a Brunton in the field in forever. They just used their phone. Yep. And I thought, what? And they were like, man, we did all the calculations. Like, it works. So why?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, would would you walk around? Well, okay, maybe you're not the best person to ask this. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I mean, would you walk around trying to do your math on a slide rule because it still works
0: (laughs) for sport. (laughs) Exactly. For a hobby. Sure. But like when you're trying to, yeah, not for taking actual. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When you're trying to actually go back to, you know, somebody recorded data incorrectly in the field and you're trying to correct it. Like, you're not sitting there with a slide rule. You're using a calculator or a spreadsheet because (sighs) it's a better tool.
0: You're right. Mm. Okay. All right, so you've solved that one. Now, and maybe I shouldn't even bring this up because I'm using it right now. So this is an interesting one to me. You know, I have this Windows laptop for work and our university has decreed we're only allowed to have one laptop type, period. Not like brand, like one model.
1: <laughs> That's
0: idiotic. Yes. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> now that I have ensured that
1: I'm not going to get any more contracts <laughs> from your fair institution.
0: <laughs> oh, no. I mean, everyone thinks it is, and it won't go away. So whatever. Okay. Whatever. One model. That's all. And I mean, if you're an Apple user, fine. That's fine. Well, yeah, because <laughs> that's what they if make. You want, exactly. If you want anything else, you can't get it. Okay. So I have this... You know, I use a Windows laptop mostly because that's what, that's what works with, well, that's what works with the PMAX software I used to use, but there's a bunch of online stuff now, so you can get around that now. Um, And I have this MacBook that I just keep at home, right? So that's, like, my work at home setup. I don't travel with a laptop anymore, if I can help it. Right. Like, I definitely don't travel back and forth to work with one, like... I don't need to carry that home i have this macbook at home and so most of my stuff is all on dropbox like anything i need to actually access for for normal everyday stuff i don't i just need the connection i don't need the machine so this macbook is now seven years old Mm-hmm. it seems to be fine it gets a little hot which is disturbing even though it's been looked at and all that jazz um but i'm within my realm of being able to replace it because it's you know aged out do i get one do i get a new one
1: okay so here's my question on that if tomorrow morning you went into the office and it wouldn't turn on how devastated would you be not at all then don't replace it (gasps)
0: then don't replace it?
1: If you wouldn't miss it, then why replace it?
0: Oh, no. I would... mm -hmm. I would be not at all devastated for this exact piece of equipment. But... Okay, so maybe that
1: was the wrong way to phrase it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. uh, I took that the wrong way.
1: If you you went in tomorrow and it didn't (laughs) turn on, would... You say, oh, something and scramble Mm -hmm. to try to figure out what you're going to do to get work done. Or would you just use a different machine that you already
0: have? I would probably be blase for two weeks. And then I would get tired of carrying my laptop around. And it's like, it's not a necessity but it's an incredible convenience okay, to have it here. So I would not buy this piece of, you know, lovely Dell equipment that I have been mandated. I would buy another Mac for my house just because this specific piece of Dell is... I mean, it's sitting right here. I don't want to insult it. But man, it stinks. Right. <laughs> So I would either out of my own money buy a computer that I would use for work or I would buy the Mac I'm allowed to buy with my university money because I use it for work. So
1: Yeah, I mean, that one I'm on the fence on. Um, Yeah. Because reliability is a big thing in the sense of if my laptop that I use every day didn't turn on tomorrow I wouldn't be in panic mode because I've lost work like we all know I have a thousand backups (laughs) everywhere but I would be on the phone within five minutes of it not turning on say I need one and I need it overnight
0: yeah right and I mean, if that happened with my Windows machine, I I would be as well.
1: So, I mean, yeah, I mean I've got
0: this Mac backup, but you know, like, I, this is not sustainable.
1: If it's a backup machine, so, then eh, like, that's, that's one of those times it where. Until it dies? Yeah, exactly. Like running <laughs> into the ground.
0: Okay. Um, yeah.
1: But if it's something, and I kind of did that test too with like uh, Apple Watches.
0: Oh, okay. I, mm-hmm. If
1: if I dropped mine and it got run over in front of me, would I drive to Tulsa and buy one? No. i like, that's why I used to have a four year old Apple Watch at this point.
0: <laughs> ah, okay. Ah, uh,
1: I would. It would it impact my daily productivity that much? No. Would I be devastated, lost, wandering the streets? Like, no. Mm-hmm. I might put it on my Christmas list. And be like, hey, like, mine broke. It'd be cool to have another one.
0: Yeah, but
1: it's not, it's not a big impact on my
0: life. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with this one. I, I'm. It's incredible. I've, had, I've heard so many people have so many issues, and maybe no. I mean, I've traveled with it quite a bit. This this MacBook is pretty tough. I'm actually. Quite shocked, and maybe ten percent of it makes me want to turn all Apple, but it's not going to happen. But I'm that impressed with it.
1: Yeah, but it's one of the older ones. It's a good
0: one. Ah, okay. You, <laughs> so no, I definitely don't want a new one. <laughs>
1: I don't think you would be as pleased with the new ones. Um, wow,
0: I mean, it's it's seven years old, like, but I've never had any trouble with it. It's not. I mean, yeah.
1: Lindy still uses my imac desktop that i bought my first year grad school wow so that's okay 10 years old uh the one that i bought my freshman year of college we used as a shipping computer at the shop until it finally died last year
0: wow it was
1: a 2007
0: that's impressive this windows laptop i have is two years old and i'm not sure it'll make it another year yeah so you know
1: now yeah. okay so here's here's one for you because i'm on the fence about this i've always bought mobile workstations right like three thousand dollar laptops Mm-hmm. they're big they're heavy they get hot the battery life's like 20 minutes You can't get them out on an airplane tray because you need yours and your
0: neighbor's.
1: (laughs) But I can go anywhere in the country, sit in anybody's lab, and run 3D CAD software like it's nothing Mm -hmm. as long as they've got a dedicated outlet for me. (laughs) 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 I am... I am so close <gasps> yeah. to next time being you know, buying a powerhouse gaming desktop and buying the cheapest, crappiest book thing that I can find. hmm. And just VPN or remote desktopping in when oh. I need power.
0: Uh (sighs) having been the most recent well recent um buyer of a very high-powered ridiculously expensive desktop for my son man i don't know i think it's the way to go
1: i mean the downside is if i don't have internet or if i have bad internet yeah like when i was overseas I, my 3D CAD experience over remote desktop over across an ocean is not going to be great.
0: Ugh, yeah.
1: Also, what but, percentage of my life is that?
0: Yeah, exa- that's exactly what I was just going to say. But how many times do you need to do that? You know? And so... Like
1: Since I've had this current laptop, I've gone overseas three times. And okay. none of them would have involved me needing to do work that I couldn't have done on a um, Microsoft surface.
0: I mean, the least of which, in terms of like thinking about it, but probably the most of which in terms of importance, is you're not lugging around a 15-pound laptop.
1: I, when I was in Rome, loathed so I left it, it in the lab. The whole time I was there. So when I came back to the hotel at night, all I had was my iPad, which honestly was fine.
0: Yeah. um, Mm -hmm.
1: Because I didn't want to drag this brick around.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that, because I can only have this 9,000-inch huge Dell computer, that's why I've bought this Samsung Tab 8 so it's this 11 inch tablet it links to my phone I take notes on my phone when I need the internet they show up on my tablet I can annotate them I can move back and forth between the two of them I talked about this when we talked about going to GSA right and I bought the little keyboard that goes with it that's In the actual case, right? It's not even a separate keyboard. It's a little folding bookcase with a keyboard, like a Surface. And yeah, that's exactly it. I'm like, man, I better take my laptop. I'm like, no, I'm going to take this tablet because it weighs nothing. And it does everything I need it to do. Yep. And now I'm not carrying around this massive laptop. And my shoulder doesn't hurt as bad. I can carry a smaller bag. (laughs) Well, and yeah, I think it's made a huge difference.
1: Well, like, how many times, even while I was over there, where if I had a tiny laptop that I could carry around, would I have at night sitting in the hotel been like, oh, yeah. I just figured out how to solve a bug. Like, I'm going to do that real quick.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And then I'm a little torn because, like, well, <laughs> I love my iPad. It's almost that, but it's not like Mm -hmm. I can't with a surface. I can still get an i7 or an i9 processor in a surface. Like it can run 3D CAD. I mean, not well, but it can run it well enough for me to do what I need to do when I'm not at the office.
0: Exactly. I ran my surface into the ground. And then when it was in the ground, my son used it for a year at school. I kind of loved that thing. And then we weren't able to buy them anymore. We could only buy the one model.
1: <laughs> so I bought a U Surface that had like a crappy, it's like an M3 or M4 processor in it when I was at Penn State. Mm-hmm. I used it. Then I sent it to Antarctica with instruments, and it was used to deploy instruments in Antarctica. It came <laughs> back. I used it a little bit more. And then I gave it to one of our uh, local business owners' sons one summer Mm -hmm. because he wanted a computer to play around on and like learn a little bit of programming and some CAD stuff. It's like, here you go. Like we're not using this. It, it's becoming slow enough. It doesn't make sense for us. Um, and he used it for like a year, year and a half.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're hard to kill, man. They're hard to kill. And like it, the thought of like, if I had to replace a windows machine with my own money, yeah, it might be what I got. And,
1: you know, like, uh, we have a gaming desktop at the office that's on a cart out by our machines that we use to program the mills and the lathes. Mm hmm. And I watched a tour of a shop where they had a terminal, a computer terminal. Kind of sound, I sound like I'm ancient when I say terminal.
0: Sure do. Uh,
1: (laughs) They had a computer at every machine, but they were little bitty, like those little Intel NUC type things that are a few hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. And they said each machinist has a desktop with the CAD software installed in their office. There you go. But every machine on the factory floor has this NUC. So any machinist can walk up to any machine and log into their computer on their
0: desk. Their computer. Yep.
1: Because the other problem that we fought is like having this machine out there, now yeah. I, I have an account on it. The guys have an account on it. And we have like a general shop account. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, okay, well you know, this version of software on my computer is different than on that. Or, oh, I have this file on my computer, but it's not on that computer. So then we're sneaker netting Mm -hmm. thumb drives around. Mm -hmm. We looked at doing the, where it stores all of your files on the network. And whenever you log in somewhere, it makes that computer yours. Like, kind of like the old mainframe Mm -hmm. type stuff. Like, wherever wherever you logged in, you know, your desktop background was there, no matter what computer you logged in on. Yeah. For the amount of files that we have, given that our programs are huge, the login process could take excess of twenty minutes. Oh my gosh, I'm not going back to that. We did that once upon a time,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, exactly like
1: I remember you'd you know you log in oh and yeah, like go get coffee, go
0: get a coffee <laughs> like
1: we're not doing that again,
0: uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Um, exactly. But I'm really, I'm kind of in your position with the GPS of like, I have this laptop. It works perfectly. It's three years old.
0: Mm-hmm. It was
1: incredibly expensive.
0: Yep. I remember you crying a little bit, I think, when you got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
1: Ugh. now I'm like, I don't think this is the right tool.
0: Yeah. I, w- I would agree. I think the VPNing is the way to go
1: uh also because i think it's the way to go we're trying to do like i'm trying to do some more video type stuff so you know go check out Mm -hmm. our youtube channel guys um Mm. i'm actually putting some some effort into showing more of what goes on in our shop every day cool and let me tell you rendering video yes this laptop can do it (laughs) it levitates And it gets so hot and even with so loud. Yeah, even with the fans going, the rendering like the last video I did was like 20 minutes long. (laughs) Rendering that video, it got so hot, it throttled the processor back to where it was like one to one time.
0: Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Now on a desktop, that didn't happen. mm -hmm. No, it's unreal. Because my son wants me to play with him. And so I download these games on my laptops, you know, and I don't have gaming laptops. And, yeah, I can play Minecraft. I can tell you, I can play Minecraft for exactly 22.7 minutes. Right. (laughs) Before, like, there's smoke coming out of the Mac and it just gives up. It literally just shuts down. And it's like, no, I'm too tired. You can't make me do this. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. It's unreal. And his computer's like, yeah, I can do 30 more things.
1: <laughs> and, I mean, maybe the experiment is I get one of the cheap
0: That's things. That's
1: true. And I mm-hmm. make this my quote-unquote desktop. Like, I just leave it plugged in at work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, it
1: feels silly to carry around a Surface and a iPad.
0: Yeah, but... It's still less weight, probably.
1: Oh, totally. (laughs) And they're very different. For me, they're very different purposes.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. Also, I don't think I told you this, but when I was in Europe, (laughs) so we were, one of the times we went through the Amsterdam airport, I don't remember if it was leaving, coming in or what. Maybe it was leaving. Um, My bag got flagged. So the way they do it there is you put your stuff in the trays. They go on a conveyor. They go through the x-ray. And before you can get to them, they either get, they come out on one conveyor belt or they get diverted onto another conveyor belt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not like here where the, you know, just comes down the rollers and they're like, whose
0: is this? <laughs> yeah, super. Yeah. Um <laughs>
1: So I saw my bag get kicked over there and I was like, oh, of course.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they brought the x-ray up, and they're like, what is this? Guess what they were pointing to.
0: <laughs> I hope it was the microphone, but I know it wasn't, because you didn't take it. To- <laughs> no, it wasn't the microphone. That's happened before. hmm Okay. Yeah. I mean, was it your Apple Pencil?
1: No, it was my laptop charger.
0: <gasps> oh, because it was so big?
1: Yes. And I said, that's my (laughs) laptop charger, and I don't think they believe me, because they're like, can we open your bag? And I said, sure. And they opened the bag, and they pulled it out and just stared. And I said, no, really, that's my laptop charger. And they're like, okay.
0: Oh, my God. That's amazing. Because they're like, what idiot would take this laptop that weighs 900 pounds?
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm staring at my charger right now. It is... I'm going to estimate four to five inches wide by eight inches long by an inch and a quarter thick.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. That's huge. That's bigger than a little Intel knuck there.
1: It is. And it weighs more.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those don't weigh anything. See, so we got an HP Omen, which is not like a super, super high end one, but we got like a high end of the HP Omen. Um, and, you know, I'll send you back like 15, 1800 bucks. Yeah.
1: That's, that's respectable.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's a little experiment that I guess you could do. So,
1: and, you know, I was fascinated too. Uh, the same, actually, the same kid that got the Surface from me years ago came into the shop. I was not there, but one of the employees said he saw the gaming computer and said, Why do you have a game machine? Like it, it's not a computer; it's a game machine.
0: Game machine. <laughs> oh, that's great. Anyway, it's just it's just called the setup here.
1: Well, that turned into <laughs> uh, reverse therapy at the end there.
0: Yeah, it sure did. That was good. I'm glad I knew you'd have something to bring to the table besides just charging me for that session.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we got to balance it out. We we're in perpetual debt to each other
0: that's absolutely true (laughs) oh well i mean maybe we could model the amount of time we've spent over the years and see who comes out
1: (laughs) well first we need to assume spherical podcast hosts
0: that brings us to everybody's
1: favorite segment of the show fun paper friday
0: Oh, yay. Thanks, Daryl. Um, <laughs> so, I'm just going
1: to record that, and we'll just use that intro every week. Yay. Thanks, Daryl.
0: <laughs> I hope he makes that his, like, phone ringer. <laughs> so, okay, we got to go.
1: We got to count down three, two, one, and we both say thanks, Daryl, so you can use it. All right, you ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yep. three, two, one. <laughs> thanks, Daryl.
0: Thanks, <laughs> Daryl. <laughs> Oh, this is good. Now that
1: we've thoroughly embarrassed uh, Daryl.
0: I know. Maybe like on our final episode, we'll just have Daryl do the whole episode. <laughs> just him.
1: <laughs> I mean, the final episodes, a, I, I don't even know when that'll be. Exactly. That's, we've got to that's, make it to yeah. at least a thousand.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, that was sad. I don't want to think about that. Let's think about this stuff. <laughs> So this is a throwback, right? This article is from 2001, and I thought it'd be funny since that's what we're talking about now. And also the title, Spectacular, Beyond the Spherical Cow by John Doyle.
1: <laughs> yes. And I love it because we've actually done a little bit of work with cattle. <laughs>
0: hmm Great. <laughs> um, so it's like this... It's not a particularly, like, funny article. But it is very related to what we're talking about now. So this is in... um, I think this is in Science Communications. Oh, no, it's in Nature. I'm sorry. Nature, May 2001. Um, And it's about, basically, how, like, computational biology is moving to the future, right? (laughs) And before you would make as many observations as you could, but you couldn't always, like, parse them together. And essentially in 2001, computing, and it's almost like sniffing at artificial intelligence or, um, yeah, using AI to help work out some of these modeling um, problems that can happen in computational biology. And so I just thought it was an interesting look to the future but now 22 years later we can look back at this and say yeah all this stuff is happening right machine learning is happening
1: yeah i mean there's lots of lists of like oh you know we can help this it can help this and uh a lot of it has come true and i thought it was very interesting and you know i said well everybody says sequencing of the genome is great uh, but then a lot of people are going to say well you need more than that you need more than just chromo <laughs> you know chromosomes and uh Any more than GCTA? Yeah. So
0: that's a great spreadsheet, but what are you going to do with it?
1: Right. (laughs) And so he talks about all these different applications, and basically says, "Look at how learning how to model diffusion helped us understand the cell."
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now you know. Let's look at what's what's the next fix equation?
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Right, and so looking to mathematical models, how physicists... <laughs> oh, there's so many <laughs> was, good knocks
1: against physicists in here. So
0: many good ones, right? They're like, mathematical models will be great. Computers will be great for using this, and, and computational biology will move in that direction. But we're not going to move in the direction of theoretical physicists. No, no, no. <laughs>
1: Theory has a rather <laughs> bad reputation among biologists, in part because the ideas uh, so popular in physics such as pattern formulation, critical phase transitions and chaos have proved largely irrelevant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, that was so good. And they they throw their boat right here with the engineers. They're like, "Oh, but we love engineers. We should probably listen to them more." Oh. <laughs>
1: Engineers <laughs> reveling in the enormity, variety, and sheer complexity of the systems they study.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> why, are, why are we trying? They're saying, physicists, why are we trying to reduce this complex system to something that's trivial to model? Because that may be analytically gorgeous, but it has no bearing on reality. We need to be messy like an engineer. <sighs>
0: I thought when I read this, I'm like, is this guy proposing to an engineer right here? Like, that's what this is, right? Like, it's a a marriage proposal. Right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. His final parting thought, or shot, if you will. No interest in spherical cows here.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it is, you think about it, like, yeah, it is really nice to have such a deep understanding of a system. That you can from first principles describe it. Mm-hmm. Physicists make fun of engineers because they don't. They have some empirical fit.
0: Yeah. Exactly. But
1: guess what? Like at the end of the day, when the thing has to work, the empirical fit is what they're gonna use. Cause
0: yeah. we don't know why That's it works, but it works. But it works. Mm-hmm. Oh, so traumatizing to me. I remember working with like Bernoulli equations and that whole like, yeah, we can't solve all of these but we still fly. I was like, what?
1: <laughs> so,
0: uh, yeah. Here's... And for those of you that... Oh, good. Well, I think we should probably explain spherical cows for those of you who don't get this reference. And that's exactly what John was alluding to, right? Is that physicists break things down into, you know, assume blah, right? If you've ever done any physics homework at all that's what you have to first do is list all your assumptions right and instead of modeling a real cow it's much easier to imagine a cow is spherical because that's easy to model the math is easy
1: right and physicists love an elegant mathematic model that has an analytic solution exactly which is great and for first approximations it works but honestly this is going to land me in some hot water We're past the point of first approximations or even second approximations being interesting, publishable, or relevant.
0: Daryl, you ready to do that podcast next week?
1: (laughs) Yeah, because somebody's going to assassinate me for that.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I might. Oh, engineering.
1: (sighs) Now, I'm not saying that we do like just straight up, we fit a trend line in Excel and we go, we don't know why, but here it is.
0: yeah yeah, yeah. now now engineers
1: will have a hit out on me
0: (laughs) that's right
1: (laughs) but the simple Uh, models yeah they're not they're not enough now like we've done that we can do
0: better we can do better because we have the computational power to do better right bayesian statistics
1: (laughs) right and there's a great video on (sighs) explaining bayesian statistics using mario kart if you need some help with that
0: Oh, my gosh. I did just buy, what is the group of publishing that do the animals?
1: Oh, O'Reilly's, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just bought the Bayesian O'Reilly. It's got like a sucker fish on it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and if you want to hear more about that, uh, about publishing with O'Reilly, you should listen to Alicia White's episodes with us or her own podcast, Embedded. Yes,
0: yes, exactly. Because I can tell you
1: nothing about that. She's an author. She's actually done it.
0: Yes, yes. And you don't get to pick but. the animal that's on your book. I know that. Ridiculous.
1: <laughs> so it, it did remind me of this discussion of a quote that was hanging in our lab and so many labs around the country. Mm-hmm. But I want to read it for you verbatim. Theory is when you know everything, but nothing works. <laughs> Practice is when everything works, but no one knows why. In our lab, theory and practice are combined. Nothing works, and no one knows why.
0: <laughs> I'll be printing that out tomorrow. Excellent. <laughs> uh, and since the magnetometer has no helium, I guess my grad students will just take the time to color a nice picture around that. So sounds good.
1: <laughs> yep. You know, maybe uh, maybe they can model their rocks.
0: Why not? <laughs> they are spherical
1: <laughs> i mean they're they're almost perfect cylinders now, so
0: yeah they are they're cylindrical that is exactly right
1: <laughs> it's It's a trivial problem
0: trivial to the most casual observer. Wait <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if you would like to send in your own spherical cow fags, Shannon, how can they get hold of us?
0: Show at don'tpan We're on Twitter, (laughs) at Don't Panic Geo. John is at Geo underscore Lehman. I'm at Shannon Doolin. If you would like to support us, we're also on Patreon, patreon patreon.com slash Don't Panic Geo.
1: And until next week, remember, don't panic.
0: It's not an exact science.